first wish is that Europe wakes up, that Europe wakes up to consider and to see the potential of the Latin American uh, region. As I told you already, I have moved to Brazil, to the city of Rio de Janeiro last year, and I can see it in my daily business that the people, not only in Brazil, but all across the Latin American countries, they want to work with uh, European and German companies together. But somehow the German companies and European companies, they are leaving the market for maybe Chinese companies or US American companies. But I think we are really losing business opportunities here. Welcome to the Logistics and Challenging Markets Show. If you want to learn best practices from other leaders in logistics and international commerce, this show is for you. We talk to partners, managing directors and decision makers about navigating complicated logistics markets, building successful partnerships with logistics service providers and the markets of the future, especially in Europe and the Americas. Let's get to it. I'm happy to welcome Svenja Alborg. She's a group director of Latin America at Vilo Group. And um, yeah, I welcome Svenja to the show of our logistics and challenging markets. And I'm happy to have you as our guest today. Thank you very much, Carsten. I'm very happy to be here. Perfect. So let's get started, Svenja. Um, first of all, we obviously want to understand who you are, what you do. And um, for that reason, I would like to give you the opportunity to tell me a little bit about your company, about your department. What are you actually doing and where are you sitting? With pleasure. Uh, I'm responsible in the Vila Group for the Latin American region, uh, covering from Mexico over the Caribbean countries down to South America. So a very wide uh, region. And what does Vila do? Vila, or to make it very, very simple, Vila moves water. Uh, the Vila Group was founded in 1872 in the city of Dortmund, in the Ruhrgebiet in Germany, and uh, today is one of the leading manufacturers of pumps and pumping systems. Um, our products are, for example, installed in buildings, um, in very different applications for heating, air conditioning and cooling, but also, of course, for the water supply in a building and for the wastewater transport um, to keep commercial buildings and residential buildings running. But becomes very, very critical, for example, um, in hospitals. In uh, Latin America, uh, where we are talking about today, uh, our biggest market is the water management and the industry segment, where our pumps ensure the water supply of municipalities, the wastewater collection treatment, but also, for example, to protect from flooding, what become or what became very, very important due to the climate change and uh, yeah, more and more floodings happening in Latin America. So I would say we are very strongly positioned in industries that are very trend-setting for Latin America, uh, as well as, for example, the agricultural sector or the mining sector. Great, perfect. So then now we have a full picture of, of what you do and where you are located. I have moved uh, to Brazil last year in May. So I took over the responsibility for Latin America in 2020, so right before the pandemic started, uh, to not make it too easy. <laughs> and uh, I come from Dortmund, from the headquarters, but then moved to Brazil last year to be closer to our customers, to be closer to our team and uh, to be closer to the different countries. Perfect. So that is why we are interviewing you, because actually our um, show is not about the normal or the easy markets, but about the challenging markets. So you are well positioned in a market where things sometimes are a little more challenging than in other parts of the world. Yes, for sure. 
So then I understand what you do, what your company does. So you are in a very traditional uh, German technology company. And of course, um, we all have learned that um, and depending on regions and, and just on a few suppliers in our supply chains um, has become quite a, a threat to our business. And, and it has shown that the world is uh, quite fragile today. So is that something that you also learned uh, within the last months or years? And um, how do you face this new world personally and uh, also your company? For sure, uh, I totally agree with you that the things have changed and they have changed in a, a very short period of time. So I think this has been the biggest challenge, especially for German and European companies to adapt in this high speed because the things were changing so rapidly, what has been quite new, I would say, um, in for, for many, many companies. Um, how we have reacted to these changes. Uh, already before the pandemic, uh, we could see that many countries are implementing industrialization strategies um, in many countries around the world, in Latin America, but also in other regions. And this is why Velo has implemented a so-called region-for-region region approach to strengthen the different regions and uh, to decouple a bit from the other production sites, from the big uh, production sites, um, to really give a stronger focus to the different regions in the emerging markets, especially, and here, of course, also in Latin America. This helped us to be more flexible because we, we have increased the local added value in Latin America. This enabled us to become more flexible, to shorten delivery time, and of course, also to develop products regionally according to regional and local customer demands. So we really try here to put the customer into the focus and uh, to give more power to the also smaller regions, what is uh, maybe quite new because um, other countries have been much more in the focus before, but right now it's really also the time to uh, focus on smaller regions like Latin America. Perfect, yeah, so that is something that we might hear um, from time to time that um, there are rumors that globalization has reached its peak and so on. So um, as you are in Brazil and as you have uh, a certain focus on the Latin America, has, has Velo um, defined Latin America as one of the future markets and not being dependent so much on the, yeah, maybe they are already called historical markets like China or whatever. So are you seeing that um, Latin America will gain more importance in your organization? Yes, the picture has changed. Um, I personally don't think that globalization has reached a peak. I just think that global partnerships, partnerships might change in the future. And uh, for sure, this has led that Latin America became much more into the focus of the Velo Group, but not only Latin America, also the Americas in total. Uh, Velo has been present in, in the Americas for more than 20 years right now, but it has never in the past be the strongest focus of the company. And this has changed significantly the last couple of years. We have done several acquisitions in the US, but already taken into consideration the potential and the importance of the Latin American region. So we clearly want to use the US right now to expand to Latin America and not to attend these markets anymore only from Germany, for example. In June this year, we will inaugurate a new production site in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And that will be the regional headquarter for all America. So here we can clearly see the regional approach to really uh, strengthen the regions 
um, yeah, to really consider the full picture of not only Latin America, but the Americas in, in total. Well, that's that's great to hear because uh, also our company has a special focus into Latin America for not uh, over 150 years or like your company, but um, more or less 100 years. So whenever we have German companies uh, deciding to strengthen the market in Latin America, obviously we are highly interested in hearing that. And especially I do think also that um, globalization is, has not come to its peak, but maybe we will have a certain regionalization that maybe that um, that transport routes will be shortened in order to have the production facilities nearer to the to the to the um, consumer markets or the, to the to the local markets and that um, for us it for example doesn't make a huge difference if we transport um, 10,000 kilometers or just 5,000 it's the transport that has to be done and so for us it's it's, it's a good sign that uh, that not only selling but also producing will become part of value strategy in, in the region. Yeah, so yes. if you think about just a couple of, of aspects, where should Latin America improve business-wise to be more competitive? Yeah, when, before we come maybe to the logistics parts, but what is what are key words where you think that uh, the markets need, need to, to improve or the circumstances need to improve? For sure, there are um, many things that has to be improved uh, on both sides. I, I would say from the German and European producers themselves, but also in Latin America. And for me, it is also more than only competitiveness. Um, I would like to, to address a wish here. Uh, first, my first wish is that Europe wakes up, that Europe wakes up to consider and to see the potential of the Latin American uh, region. As I told you already, I have moved to Brazil, to the city of Rio de Janeiro last year, and I can see it in my daily business that the people, not only in Brazil, but all across the Latin American countries, they want to work with uh, European and German companies together. But somehow the German companies and European companies, they are leaving the market for maybe Chinese companies or US American companies. But I think they're really losing business opportunities here. And then when it comes to what could be improved, this uh, leads me to my second wish, and this wish is addressed to Latin America, they have to start to sell, them, uh, to sell themselves better. We uh, often read, uh, or not so often, but if we read in the German newspapers about Latin America, it is only about the problems and only about the challenges, but it's never about the opportunities. And for sure, there are so many opportunities that we need to talk about, and Latin America needs to sell themselves much better here. Um, if you look, for example, to initiatives from the public, but maybe more often from the private sector in IT, in renewables, in hydrogen, uh, in digitalization in general, when it comes, for example, to new sales channels, uh, payment systems, um, they are very, very great initiatives where we can learn from. So I would really like that uh, yeah, uh, Latin America sell themselves better because there are for sure many opportunities um, that German companies could make use of. Perfect. Yeah, great, great to hear that. It's a you're doing actually promotion of Latin America and helping the markets to grow, which could be a benefit for you also for you to grow in your organization, which would be very important, obviously. Um, yeah, well, our approach to this show is obviously talking about business in, in challenging markets, but also what is the 
challenges in logistics. Yeah. So um, um, as as all of us know, the last two years have been highly affected by um, a lot of um, troubles in global supply chains. And um, wherever you read and wherever you listen, you, you are getting to know that uh, freight rates and logistics are climbing up to rocket high levels. Yeah. So and uh, of course, this is something that also is um, threatening a lot of businesses, maybe not too much in your business because you're a technology-based business, but on the consumer side, actually this has a high has a high impact in what, what we are seeing on, on the oceans and on the in the air with, with regards to freight rates. Yeah. But if you maybe you're not in the daily logistics uh, responsibility where you have your departments in the different countries where you produce or where you sell. But if you if you listen into your organization, what are you expecting from your logistics partners? Yeah, is it uh, obviously we are trying to to find the most economic and and and, and cost worthy options? But have do you also feel that the, the, the logistics has become so important that your extended arm is also seen at our that we are looked at or defined as an extended arm in your business that we can really solve you daily um challenges um because of, of 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 all the interruptions that we are seeing right now yes Carsten. um i guess it never has been so exciting and so challenging at the same time to work in supply chain or in logistics and i have never imagined myself to get so close to supply chain topics but this is also very nice because this is why we are here together today right um and for me and also for the company uh the whole or this new world um, is a huge learning for all of us. Um, what for me is the most important thing when it comes to supply chain and logistics is transparency. Uh, transparency, I would say, is key here, not only externally when we talk, for example, about supply chain partners, but also internally, because this actual situation is not only challenging our logistics partners, but also our internal procedures and our internal company structures itself. Um, so it's about transparency and for sure about communication. It is clear for everyone in these times and also clear for every customer of us that deliveries take more time these days than before. This is clear for everyone. But if I have a customer waiting on the other side of, on the other side of the Atlantic, waiting for a pump to run his hospital or his mine or whatever, uh, it is all about planning security. So I prefer, for example, um, to tell him a more conservative delivery date and may surprise him positively at the end instead of trying to be very ambitious and uh, convince him with, and at the end I have to disappoint them because we cannot deliver in time. So this requires, of course, a very open and very transparent communication between the companies and the supply chain partners and maybe also a change in the mindset to communicate these things as hard as they are. Because this is this is key for me um, also to build up trust to the supply chain partners, but also, of course, on the other side to to the customer. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I can I can only emphasize that, um, of course, our our daily business is to be as fast as possible. But um, if we measure our uh, um, transit times and our and um, our um, delivery times, then we obviously have to admit that um, being dependent on on, on global uh, events and so on, our 
delivery times obviously have slowed down a lot. Yeah, but uh, whenever we have a competitive advantage is that we are transparent and that we are um, open to the customer and, and, and let let them know what is reachable and what to which price price it is reachable. And then and that is why today, um, as as per our uh, experience. The relation to our clients um, has even improved, yeah, because we are we tend to work as a team and not um, just as a competitor of others, um, trying to 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 just win the tender and then um, deliver on what we quoted. No, we have we are really troubleshooting day in day out, and that has um, created quite a, a, a good relation, a close relation. So areas of the of our clients where we have never reached, yeah. So we are now in contact with the engineers and 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 not only with the buying department but also to the general management because everybody's involved because so because being so desperate to get the cargo into their uh, client's facility or into their own production facility. Yes, I uh, I totally agree, and this is what makes the difference. Um, I remember when we had this project uh, for a very critical project where we had to ship pumps from Dortmund to Ecuador and mm -hmm. where our existing supply chain partner could not find um, a shipment in time, where you came in and you made it very, very smooth and very uh, efficient and very openly communicating um, that you have a better delivery time and we could manage to solve this um, this project and at the end to make the customer happy. And this, I think, what is maybe the most important thing for, for companies to diversify its partnerships and to change from a one source uh, supply chain partner to a multiple source supply chain partner strategy. Perfect. Yeah, good. Uh, so everything is about growth. Yeah, uh, personally, we want to grow. The company wants to grow. Uh, it always has to be more than the year before. But if you think a little bit about your responsibility, what you do right now, yeah, and maybe not going into logistics again or into in just into numbers, do you do you manage some special KPIs or evaluation areas where we where you say, okay, this is working quite well in my way of managing uh, my markets, my my companies, my people, that you can say. Well, this is really a success story in Velo because we are measuring that KPI. Yes, um, for sure. Uh, you said it's not all about growth. Uh, for sure, we are measuring the growth and have other um, more numbers based KPIs. I would say this year uh, it's all about gross profit when we talk about the real tough uh, numbers because uh, they are very insecure times. So uh, we have to keep our money together and it's all about gross profit. But if we now uh, come to a bit more, let's say, broadened uh, KPIs, uh, one thing that we are measuring uh, is the time or the years that people are staying in our company, because this is something uh, maybe that's very internal, but um, this is something that was we had quite fluctuant uh, times. So sorry, we had uh, quite fluct. Uh, how do you say? It? Um, Big job rotation, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. We had a lot of rotation in in our in our teams when Latin America was still not into the focus. But since this has changed from from the group, from the management, that Latin America has become or has 
being in the focus right now, uh, our employees are also staying much longer in our company. And this is for us very nice because we have very ambitious plans for Latin America. And of course, we want to grow not only the business, but we also want to grow together with our team. And um, this is something uh, what is very nice that uh, has changed a lot from a very high rotation to a very low rotation in Latin America um, yeah, to keep our people um, to work for the same goals together. Yeah, that's a definitely a, a big, big challenge. The people on the move um, um, situation that we have right now. So um, being also quite experienced in Latin America, we obviously know that there's a lot of labor offer. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of younger people, obviously, compared to our old markets like 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 Europe or like the US. But anyhow, it's uh, today one of our biggest tasks as as businessmen is to keep our to keep our employees um, or to, to hold them with the company and give a certain job ident identification in the company and identification. It's more important than ever, I would say. Well, thanks, uh, Sonia. These are great insights into what you do, how you manage your your company. So before we we close our podcast, we have a little. Um, section of six rapid fire questions that I would like to to um, give you here. So first one would be, what do you do to keep a body and mind fit and sharp? Well, I try to work out in the morning and uh, just to make the audience a bit jealous, I play beach tennis uh, since I have moved to Rio de Janeiro. Uh, I like to enjoy the beach. <laughs> and also to keep my mind in, in let's say, sharp, uh, I asked my team coming from eight different countries for their book recommendations. And I can truly tell you, every book has a learning. Great. Quickly, what non-existing job do you wish to exist? I have not found out yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what world record do you think you have a shot at beating? Probably sleeping hours in the airplane. I start to sleep before takeoff and only wake up after landing. <laughs> oh, that's a huge talent. I admire you. <laughs> if the CEO asked you for advice, what would you say? This one was tough. Uh, if we don't do it, our competitors will do it. Just to put some pressure on improving my ideas. <laughs> okay. What is the first thing you notice when it comes to the opposite gender? Maybe voice, I think due to the pandemic where you often did not see the people and you were only in the Zoom meetings, uh, the voice became very significant. <laughs> okay. And finally, who should be our next podcast guest and why in case I could invite anybody? Well, I would like to listen to Klaus Hepp, president of Vulcan Brazil. He is oh. a great ambassador, not only for Brazil, but for sure for all emerging markets. And uh, I think he can convince much more German companies to focus on Latin America and maybe on Africa. Maybe not known for everybody, but I will uh, give it a chance and I will try to invite him. Okay, perfect, Svenja. Thank you very much for having attended our show. Yeah, Your company can be really proud to have you as a highly motivated regional head of uh, business development in Latin America, a region that we all are um, loving yeah, and where we are always facing our challenges. Um, let's hope that such a challenging market or region uh, is becoming one of the new hidden champions in the next years to come. I hope you will stay a long time down there. yeah. And uh, if you want to 
directly address our audience by ending this show. Um, it's your stage. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carsten. Thanks uh, for this great opportunity here and for giving uh, companies the chance to to sell Latin America, because as I said, I would like that Latin America sells itself better. Um, I think this is this is our task for companies that are already present in Latin America to uh, to serve as an ambassador for Latin America because we need more German and European companies, not less in Latin America. Thank you. That's a good uh, word to end. So I have here a last question where people can get in touch with you, but I will answer this question for you because I know you as a person that is quite active in, in, in social medias and LinkedIn, wherever you have the opportunity to to also to speak to audience, you do that. So that is why also you are here part of that show. And I highly appreciate your time and uh, hope to see you next time. Great. Thank you very much, Carsten. That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Logistics and Challenging Markets show. If you want to learn more about our host Carsten and his company Schreiber, visit schreiber.com. Thanks to our friends at Sawu for producing this episode with us. See you next time.